Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. So ladies and gentlemen, Bandai America's target audience. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And the shows. (laughs) You are not wrong. (laughs) That's Uncle Eric. That's his picture right there. Yeah. You saw you remember Uncle Eric. Is that there, there is a door, that's right. I went into a door. <laughs> you went out the door and never came back. Wow. That's true. Uh, that's deep. Uncle, Uncle Eric did go out a door and never come back. That's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said when I looked at all my pre-ordering I had to do today. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> My last one, sorry guys, it's pajamas and bedtime around my heart. Oh, I'm in pajamas too, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to sound like Sarah from Ninja Still recently. Hi, Ma, I mean. (laughs) I wouldn't know because I haven't watched any of Super Ninja Steel. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that reference was lost you're, you're on you. You're not much. You're going to be on the podcast. <laughs> you have to behave. you got to be a good boy if you're going to be on the podcast. I'm talking to you, Eric. But <laughs> <laughs> And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 37, Ranger Roundtable, Saban Brands, Nickelodeon, and Hasbro. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting ranger command power hour we have assembled the round table once again ranger round table assemble no one gets inside our circle and we're introducing our round table <laughs> stop i like how you read that but you didn't read the other edit that he made dude this, i had so many like... glorious edits like earlier this week you don't even know is this why you guys edit <laughs> So I'm, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing up these notes. So we got Chris from Toku Nation and the Talking Toku podcast. Hi. Wait. Sorry. I thought you were going to read the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Third grade spelling bee champion, successful toenail clipper extraordinaire, but most likely to piss off a YouTube personality's fan base. Almost sued three times since 2012. Went out to trivia and ended up a father. <laughs> TFW2005.com <laughs> administrator and toy art contributor. <laughs> Welcome, Hi, Chris. Glad to, glad, glad to be on. Thanks. <laughs> All right. We got Hassan, 
the internet YouTube sensation sweeping the nation, the world of Ha, and soon to be the world of Sa as well. <laughs> What's up? And we've got Derek, who needs no long title. Yeah, because I'm just that good. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hi. We also have Liz from the Ranger Weekend Review and the Toku Weekend Review. What up? Oh, hi. And for the first time on Ranger Command, we've got Jay from Morphin Legacy and the Grid Podcast. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, holy cow, I'm sure all of you guys have talked about this crazy month of weirdness for Power Rangers. You've all talked about it on your own separate things, but... Now we're all going to talk about it together. But first, we do have some news. Power Morphicon just released all of their guest updates for February. And there's a ton of people right now. Carla Perez, Rita Repulsa, Rami J. Sharf, Alpha 5, Sabrina Liu, Scorpina, Carol Hoyt, Divatox, Power Rangers Turbo, Derek Stephen Prince, who voiced Elgar, Selwyn Ward, TJ Johnson, Christopher Cayman Lee Andros from In Space, Tracy Lynn Cruz, Ashley from Power Rangers in Space, Patrick David, for the first time ever, he played the Psycho Red Ranger from In Space. In human form. Yes, in human form. Serena Vincent, Maya from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, Melody Perkins, Carone from Lost Galaxy and In Space. And Astronema. Yeah, Astronema. Jason Font, Wesley Collins from Time Force, Dan Southworth, Eric Myers from Time Force, Kate Sheldon, Nadira from Power Rangers Time Force, Anne-Marie Crouch, Princess yes. Shayla from Wild Force, Jorge Vargas, Blake Bradley from Ninja Storm, and then also just announced one of the Thunder Brothers, Adam, can't pronounce his last name. Two a <laughs> Exactly. Hunter from Ninja Storm. One of those two. <laughs> Jeffrey Perrazzo, Trent Hernandez from Dino Thunder, Alicia Perot, Sydney Drew from SPD, Mike Jen, Jem from Power Rangers RPM, Brenna Mejia, Tyler Navarro from Dino Charge, Addie Schenker from that Power slash Rangers fan film that everyone hated. <laughs> Mike Collender, VR Troopers, Juan Rosserman, Jason Yabara, who played the American Babu in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Michi Yamato, who's done a ton of suit stuff in Japan and the U.S., Roger Velasco, Carlos Turbo in Space, Valerie Vernon, Kendricks from Lost Galaxy, Michael Copan, who stole a bunch of money from people, Lucas from Time Force. Oh, no, I went there. Uh, Jessica Ray, <laughs> Alyssa from Wild Force. Shots fired. Uh, Kevin Duaney, Ethan from Dino Thunder, Brandon J. McLaren, Jake Landers from SPD, Monica May, Z Delgado from SPD, Camille Hyde, Shelby Watkins from Dino Charge, and who's going to be blowing up at the convention because Shattered Grid is going to be amazing. Kyle Higgins from Boom yes. Studios. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. That's that's awesome. not wait. Holy cow. They have really just gone out the gate running. And it's only February. We still have like six months ish. <laughs> exactly. It's like at least six months for like three or four of these people to drop out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Bad joke. Bad joke. Well, guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we should do that we should when they get all the guests up like every month we should like pick at least one guest that we feel from that list of announcements will cancel so the one i'm gonna pick is uh serena vincent because she cancels every time um, well i can't afford michael copan again so <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, don't worry. If you, if you pay us some money for his next film project... Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> for those who don't know, Michael Copan started a whole thing to do a Power Power Rangers fan movie, and it yeah. did one of those like flexible goals on like uh, Indiegogo or something like that. Which means so, like, he gets all, to keep the money, no matter what happens. So like three years ago, four years ago, he started this thing, raised like $12,000 or something. And then deleted everything. Deleted the YouTube announcement video. Deleted everything except you can't delete the Indiegogo page. I remember one of the Lexington Comic Cons I went to, and he was there. I mean, he was like passing out flyers, like, "Yeah, it's the Power Rangers fan film, whatever." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> sure, Jan. Hey, Eric, can I can I bring up one bit of news that you don't have on your list, real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. The new Power Rangers RPG mobile game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, talk about it. What's up? It's addicting. Like like any Power Rangers mobile game, it's really addicting when you first start playing it. However, it's also closed beta, so you don't have to you don't have to pay for anything. If I want more of something, I just have to wait long enough, and they'll send me like ten thousand resources. But it's actually really cool because it actually has like a story attached to it. So I, I won't spoil too much of the story. But basically, Doctor K has a coworker that she worked with during RPM that you didn't know about, named Professor Q, who was mm. the fiance of Scott's brother who died. and she was doing experiments with like time travel and something happened and she goes missing and so the rpm rangers are going to find her and they discover there's some sort of temporal disturbance because they run into rita repulsa and anyway so um i'm on like the third chapter of the storyline so to speak and they're going through time now kind of like hyperforce i think it's i think of it like power rangers hyperforce minus hyperforce But no, it's it's fun, and, and the idea is is that you clear different areas, you get resources and stuff, you get little pieces of a ranger. Once you get enough, five pieces of that ranger, five tokens or whatever, to summon the ranger, and then you can summon them. So the cast is... The Disney seasons pretty much from SPD through Operation Overdrive are pretty much on there, with Megazords too. So if you have all five nice. rangers of the team, you get to actually summon the Megazord in battle if you want. Mm. It's going to have a paywall when it releases, like any game will, and I think it's going to be a pretty brutal paywall. And this is the same company, I believe, that did Power Rangers Dash. It is, yeah. Yeah. So use that as an idea of what you're going to get, but it's it's been fun. I think I've logged something like three hours into it. Shameless self-plug, if you just check out the Toku Nation Twitter feed, I have links to some videos I did, because I captured some stuff. I'm trying not to spoil anything. I'm just like, hey, here's the roster of characters. I'll leave the spoiling to the other uh, site that usually captures everything and does like whole playthroughs of every single second of a game. <laughs> Shade. Yeah, and then also for our last couple pieces, just found out today that the Power Rangers Zeo yellow and pink pre-order that I made at GameStop that I thought was going to be in March is now going to be in August that those yeah. release. If it even so, comes out at all, which I have my doubts about now. I'm so annoyed. By yeah, five, a five-month delay is kind of like a big delay. Yeah. I wish like they'd have them made. There was like a, they just realized they'd forgot to like hit the button a, or something. And <laughs> prototype on eBay that I accidentally pushed to like four hundred dollars a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you were the was... only one pushing it. Oh, cool. Were you trying to buy it? <laughs> no, not me. But one of my uh, one of my uh, employees, not employees, but you know, one of my uh, workers for Morphin Legacy was pushing it, but that wasn't me. <laughs> but we were pushing it, up. it. It popped back up two more times after that. And then it finally sold for like sixty bucks. Was there that that go. prototype figure? Yeah, yeah. six hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we pushed it way too. Like it became like an event on Twitter. It was great. I had so much fun that night. And our last piece of news: Power Rangers Ninja Steel 
was nominated for uh, some Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. They are the favorite TV show competing against Fuller House, Henry Danger, Casey Undercover, Stranger Things, The Big Bang Theory, The Flash, and The Thundermans. And favorite TV actor William Shufelt, Brody the Red Ranger, is competing against Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> Poor Will. Grant Gustin from The Flash, Jace Norman from Henry Danger, uh, Jack Griffo from The Thundermans, and Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. And fans can vote for both Power Rangers nominees on Nickelodeon's website, Starting March 19th, 2018. Do you guys think this is like, I'm Saban was kind of like, hey, I could really use a win right now. Can you help a guy? Out? <laughs> <laughs> you just put him on the list. That's all I want. Just put him on the list. When was the last time? I mean, I don't. Alex Hartman. The last time a Power Rangers thing was on the Kids' Choice Awards was eight years ago in Samurai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> How does a kid... Did he buy it? What a weird assortment of, like, shows and actors on the nominees anyway. Like, Power Rangers versus, like, Walking Dead versus... Yeah. (laughs) It's it's weird. Yeah. There's clearly a few, like, Nickelodeon shows that they put in there against some of the biggest TV shows (laughs) and actors right now. I mean, good luck, I guess, because you're going to need it, Power Rangers. (laughs) Well, it's like Will Schufelt and then Jim Parsons. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even Andrew Lincoln, like, holy cow. That's not even a contest. I don't know. <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So now the main topic, what we're all here to talk about. It was a busy week leading up to Toy Fair earlier this month. First off, we got kicked off on February 12th that Power Rangers and Nickelodeon are renewing their contract through 2021. Yes. But I've seen so many people talk about, oh, they should just take it to Netflix and buy a Nickelodeon. And it's like, okay, none of that talk matters right now because they have a contract. (laughs) It's, It's going for three more years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not really much better alternatives, too. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Nickelodeon, I know there's there's a lot of complaints with the way, that, you know, the 20-episode thing or the hiatus or who knows what's, you know, a Nickelodeon thing or not, but I, I really don't see many other alternatives. I think it's just, it's good that the franchise is continuing for another few more years, you know? Yeah, right. there's not really as many places for, like, long-running mm-hmm. kids' action shows to be on when they're not, like, already cartoons, you know, like the type of thing Power Rangers is. I don't feel like there's just, there's a lot of places that they can even air compared to, you know, what how it used to be. Yeah, right. And someone commented on Ranger Command asking the question if, oh, well, they should just go to Discovery Kids. And I was like, well, that's totally impractical. But then I started researching a little bit, and I guess Hasbro has like a 40% stake in, in that Discovery family channel or whatever. Well, you it have used to, to remember, be the hub. You, I was going to say, you have to remember, it used to be the Hasbro bought a majority stake and created the hub, which was a subscription-only TV channel. Mm-hmm. Like You had to pay extra to get it, and it failed and tanked horribly to an extent where they lost so much money that Hasbro was like, never mind, 
we'll give you back majority control. We want out. And that's where you're at today. Oh, okay. That's on the way out. That's not something that they're going to do in the future. Like, Hasbro's like, yeah, no, running our own TV show? Yeah, we're not the Vortex. No, no. Yeah, so there's really no other place for Power Rangers to air on cable except what they already have with Nickelodeon. But when they negotiated their contract, do you guys think that they put any, like, stipulations for better promotion? Or is it just, like, stay the course, essentially? I really hope that they did something. Like, there is a reason. It took, I don't know, did it take a while? Maybe then. But I think... They had to try to do something because after the movie didn't do great, I mean, I can imagine Saban really being like, okay, we have to do something. And right now, I mean, it's, you know, if he looks at Nick, maybe he wasn't happy with the hiatus like we were. I don't know. I remember I'm the optimist. It's the hope that kills me, but I'm going to be hopeful. Yeah. Was it Saban placing a lot of the blame on the movie's failure on the toy line failing as well, too, wasn't he? So Didn't the toy line? I thought the toy line sold really good at first, I guess. Uh, That was that article that it it was selling great in the UK. Yeah, in the UK. Uh, Little disclaimer there, because... Yeah. I know when I went to the stores, that movie stuff is still there in in a lot of places in bulk. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Toys R Us is packed with the movie stuff still. Oh my god, I see so many movie legacy figures. I remember when mm-hmm. they first came out, I was like, oh my god, these are going to be so rare because I only see one thing on the shelf. And then, right. you know, seven months later, or almost a year later now, it's like, yeah, take your pick because they're everywhere. Speaking <laughs> of that and your, your Lion Fire Fortress Zord, oh, my Toys R Us is a buy one, get one half off deal right now. <laughs> Buy two! Get them the hell out of here! (laughs) I don't even bother going to Toys R Us anymore. It's not even worth the drive. (laughs) Yeah, so Nickelodeon, there it is. And then, February 14th, the new Power Rangers brand logo leaked because they put it on Vimeo and thought no one was, like, watching their account. (laughs) Way to go, Saban. Way to go. And considering what happened the next day, everything made sense. But I think the logo looks pretty sweet. Rainbows. Love it. Looks like like Transformers. Yeah. (laughs) That's the whole point. (laughs) I like the colors in the logo. Like, it makes it, you know, more representative. I, the one, my one thing is it doesn't look as good with like the season name, that sort of thing, but. You know, it's, yeah. it's just a logo. I'll, I'll I'll get used to it. Yeah. Colors are good. The font's good. I don't love the reuse of the old lightning bolt, but that also could just be having been accustomed to the current lightning bolt for so long. But I, it oh, yeah. makes sense why they did it. It's kind of like their their main brand logo is that lightning bolt now. Mighty yeah, Morphin. Yep. <laughs> yep. That weird orange-yellow lightning bolt was really kind of old-looking to me, so I, I agree. Yeah. It was kind of just weird. It almost kind of sticks out of it, especially with kind of the very sleek look of everything else. It just... Yeah, right. it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, but get used to it. Yeah, and I've seen a ton of like Photoshop from people like putting the the Beast Morphers logo with the old curved one, which actually really fits really well. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it looks good. But and we'll talk about Beast Morphers in a bit. But with their logo, I just wish that they didn't make Beast Morphers so small, like they stretched it along the length of that really wide logo. So. I don't know. As a designer, there's parts of it I like, there's parts of it I don't. I do think it does look slick once it's all together, because 
it's the background on my computer right now, so <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. But there are parts where I'm like, oh, you know, you could have tied it up here and there, but whatever. And then, first shocking news, the next day on February 15th, Saban Brands and Bandai part ways after almost 25-year partnership just gone. And their press release, it, it wasn't really a press release, it was just like typed up and released on their website, and it was just a short paragraph, and that led into the news of the next day, where on February 16th, Hasbro announced that they are now the master toy licensee for Power Rangers. Yeah. And there was much fandom rejoicing. (laughs) All I had to say was, bye, Felicia. (laughs) You know, sorry. I can't the wait whole, to spend more money. No, like a, a really bad, not bad, but like your, your textbook, like breakup, like when you're supposed <laughs> yes. to break with your significant other, like <laughs> you don't, you don't draw it out. Like the goodbye message. You're just like, Hey, you know what? It, it's not working. Let's just go our own ways. Bye. And that was the breakup message. And then you yeah. introduce new boyfriend or girlfriend and you're like, yay, check them out. They're amazing. They're wonderful. They're everything I've ever hoped for. That's They're the- so in love. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of like how I, like on, spoiler, we just did a podcast over at Talking Toku, but it's like the way I explained it over there, it's kind of like, you have your mom and your dad, you know, you're the kid, <laughs> we're the kids, we're like, yay, and you know, Uncle John's been hanging out, you know, for a little bit, <laughs> you know, and then one day, your mom, one day your mom's just like, hey, uh, Uncle John is, is now daddy, and daddy <laughs> is going to be leaving in April of next year, but he's going to stay here till then. But Uncle John's going to start moving in, or dad, you know, Daddy John's going to start moving in. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> And then, then come April, you're never going to see your father again. Like, that's, like, literally how it was. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> the breakup is definitely real. And I'm not sad to see Bandai go, not after the past, you know, couple years of declining quality and them seeming not to give a crap. I mean, let's just face it. Things went to crap when Greg left. <laughs> Seriously. True, you know, truth. so many people always said that Greg leaving was going to be the downfall of Bandai, and I think they were 100% right on that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that communication disappeared, yep. the caring disappeared. It, we can't say the caring disappeared. We can say it felt like the caring disappeared based on the actions or inactions of the current staff that was working there. I still talk to Greg. He still has a huge passion and a huge love for the brand. Uh, he even joked that he would... He told me the other day, he, would, he joked before all this news broke that he, uh, if Bandai would offer him like double his salary and some other stipulations and would repeat, he would come back gladly. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wanted more control. Yeah. Um, so that that's someone who cared about what they were doing and cared about the fan base. And, you know, he obviously still keeps in touch with everybody. You can find him at various conventions every year. But He was a big part of it, part of that fan communication that we all really enjoyed. And, yeah, it just seemed like when he was around, to have someone to care about the brand, and, and you could see that care into it. So, yeah, under the terms of the agreement and in collaboration with Saban Brands, Hasbro will design, produce, and bring to market a wide variety of toys, games, Roleplay items inspired by the franchise and its entertainment properties. Hasbro will hold the worldwide rights, excluding Japan and certain other Asian markets, because that will still be in control through Bandai Japan, and it will be effective as of April 1st, 2019, and a big April Fool's joke to Bandai. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing everyone kind of really latched on was like this little line at the end where it says, in recognition of this investment and during a period of time after Hasbro becomes the master toy licensee, 
The arrangement provides Saban Brands and Hasbro with the opportunity to initiate Hasbro's purchase of the Power Rangers property. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. The plot thickens. That's like Uncle John just became Daddy John, and now he's going to legally adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what that period of time is, but considering the Nickelodeon deal... Maybe it's three years. Maybe it's one year. Maybe they need one year of sales to determine, oh yeah, we're buying this. But here we go again, this 10-year cycle where Saban kind of sells off Power Rangers. <laughs> it's it's history repeating itself. 10 years later, they're going to buy it back, and it's all going to happen again. <laughs> well, see, what they do is they, they build it up, and they sell high, and then they buy it back when whoever has it is kind of like, why did we buy this? Like, you know, why do what what are we doing with this? Get rid of it. This is stupid. And then they buy it back, make it cool again, and then you know just repeat the process. So we do have some uh, listener questions. Tyler Bozetsky at Tyred Boz asked, "Do you think Hasbro will be successful in buying Power Rangers? And if they do, do you think they'll strictly change it to an animated version?" I can answer that. I know the answer. I know the answer. I know the answer. Go. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, here's the question. They can't change it to an animated version without Toei's written approval. That's why it hasn't been animated yet. I didn't get that from Saban. I got that from someone that used to work with Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically said, Toei is, is pretty much your big roadblock on everything. They don't want Sentai animated. Period. The end. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as Toei has control over the adaptation... Now, you might see... I don't know what the agreement was with the Power Rangers movie and how much Toei hadn't say of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a huge say in that, that you could see an animated movie, like mm-hmm. animated from like the last movie, that kind of stuff, that type of style. But I don't believe you'll be able to see like Mighty Morphin animated, not with uh, not unless Toei goes, fine. But with Hasbro <laughs> money, you never know. Well, even if they did, I mean, the appeal of Power Rangers, I feel like, is that it's really cheap to make. And an animated show would inevitably be more expensive, probably. But I feel like if we ever saw anything, it would be like, supplemental shorts to the live action show. What I don't feel like we'd see an animated show ever replace the current show that we have because it's kind of too, too lucrative for what they're doing. Could you imagine though like a Power Rangers universe cartoon where they could just touch oh, That'd be so great. You know like like SPD's hanging out with Time Force and then freaking like, you know, <laughs> Titanium Ranger shows up. He's like, "What up y'all?" Reveal <laughs> Gold Ranger comes in yeah, and like, kicks everyone's ass. That'd be perfect. It's just an animated series of everyone just kind of hanging out, not even doing anything. <laughs> like, look how cool this is, guys. We're just hanging out. They're all at Ernie's yeah. getting shakes and stuff. Like 146 of them. They're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Theta Sigma at Titanium Tigery asks If when Hasbro buys the brand, what changes do you wish be made to the franchise? They want an animated series, but we just covered that. They also said perhaps a crossover with Transformers. Yeah. Chris is like, don't bring Power Rangers into my Transformers. No, I I think there's a really easy nostalgia slash geek grab you could do 
you know, a Megaz- the Megazord, the, the Mighty Morphin Megazord fighting any of the classic Transformers combiners. Are you kidding me? Like, that would get people to buy a comic book or a toy off the shelf in a heartbeat. You know, so is is that likely? I, I don't know. I would imagine if, if they could do it, especially after, like, a year or two, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I can totally see a Megazord with an Autobot symbol on its chest. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. I would buy it. Wouldn't you? Totally. Yeah, oh my absolutely. god, if if they did an Optimus Prime in like the Megazord, original Megazord colors, yeah, I'd buy that. Huh? He's not a combiner, Eric. Uh, well, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know Transformers, that's what that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't say anything, because I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hasbro, not only are they a toy company, but you know, they've dabbled in entertainment stuff before. And Charlie Shield asked, Paramount has a deal with Hasbro to build a cinematic universe around their toy properties. Rumor has they're even going to reboot Transformers for this reason. What's the likelihood of Power Rangers getting shoehorned into this thing? And do you even want that? No, well, just, I take it. <laughs> just to update that, that deal exists, but Hasbro gave up on like three of their brands already. Oh. So oh. you're not going to see like a mask movie. You're not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think Visionaries is still happening. I think they they dropped for movies, and I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't follow it 100, percent but I think it's like Mask, Rom, and something else got dropped. The only movies they have slated right now is this Bumblebee movie, and then a GI Joe movie um, sometime in like late next year, and then an unnamed third movie in 2020. I'm really bummed about the mask thing. I've been waiting for a mask revival reboot forever. Yeah, the comic got canceled already. Yeah, I I know it. But as far as Power Rangers go, I don't necessarily think they would shoehorn them into like their own cinematic universe with Transformers and the other things. If anything, maybe like a a casual like nod, like maybe Bumblebee drives by in the background or something like that. I can totally see that. they already um, had I, Bumblebee in the in the Power Rangers yeah. movie. That's there, so that's there's true. that nod right I there. Just, it predicted the future. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, the, Hasbro, give us the sequel." Uh, I, I, if Hasbro does a Power Rangers movie, you're not going to get a sequel. You're right. going to get a reboot. Yeah. Uh, I hope people understand and, and realize that. Unfortunately, I, I I really think this Hasbro deal puts a nail in the coffin for a Power Rangers movie sequel reboot. Definitely on the table, but a sequel, I think, is gone. Yeah. I like that cast. That sucks. No, me too. That sucks. Well, yeah, the cast was amazing, but now they're doing all these much bigger and better things now. That's true. Yeah, like, Becky G is really taking off. I love her. Me too. I mean, Jake Montgomery just had that huge run on Stranger Things Season 2. Yep. Yeah. Naomi Scott's been getting some movie roles, too. No, she's going to be in Aladdin. Jasmine. Naomi Scott. Aquaman. Mm hmm. Yeah, Ludi Lint's doing great. The only one who's not really doing anything is R.J. Silent. Yeah, he had <laughs> he that was, like, show. like, the best part about the movie. Yeah. He had, he had that show on Showtime, and then it got canceled, so... Oh, that's right. Him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, did it get canceled? That's... Yeah. Racist. <laughs> 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 then just give us a Billy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'd watch that. Explore, like, the relationship with his father when his father died, then you have the tear-jerking moment, and the hell Whoa. and then the music hits <laughs> so I'm not that I turn on legacy wars I had a morph box ready I will myself <laughs> <laughs> the RPG game gave me 100,000 gold while we were recording so I got to go <laughs> shying away from their entertainment side because we're, we're talking 
toy license here. John at the Ageless John wants to know, what are some of our hopes and expectations that we have from Hasbro now that they will be making Power Rangers toys? Better quality control. More Nerf. paint, please. Yeah, more Nerf. paint, definitely. Nerf? It's and Nerf yeah. for nothing. Nerf would be cool. <laughs> well, I, think, I think you should be excited. I think people need to be excited because the company yeah. that does the best transforming robots in toy manufacturing now have the license of a group of teenagers who pilot transforming robots. <laughs> Want to throw that out there. Like, you should be excited because the days of thinking, how is Bandai America going to F that up, are no longer apply. Now it's kind of like, right. ooh, how's Hasbro going to make that work here? Like, what pieces are they going to... Is it still going to transform the same? You're not going to get a freaking Triceratops that you bend in half, and that's the transformation. Those days, I think, are gone. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking about this with my friend we've had on the show before, Steve, and when this news was coming out, I was like, oh man, there's talk of Hasbro might pick up the license and blah, 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 and he's like, well, even from an outsider perspective, that sounds pretty cool because Hasbro makes all the Transformers. That's a win-win situation right there. So when you have casual Mm -hmm. fans who can correlate the awesome idea of Hasbro making Transforming Zords, yeah, I think it's going to be a great idea. And plus the fact that they make the Marvel Legends Mm -hmm. and Star Wars Black. Yep. Yeah. 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 And their I, online presence is is much better too. Their Hasbro toy shop, and they're actually they actually like communicate with people too, unlike Bandai. Well, so like, and I they mean, update okay, so, their website. The what website, for sure? Hey, get this right. So Hasbro's <laughs> done this like the last two of the last three conventions were in the middle of a panel. They're like, hey, check out this cool line of toys or this cool exclusive we're doing. P.S. It's available today on Hasbro Toy Shop. Go buy it. Yeah, shadow dropping is always exciting. So they did that with a, a Titans Return figure called Grotesque, a Headmaster Beast Ooh. Former. They did that at New York Comic Con where they held a, their event uh, off-site. And in the middle of the presentation, they're like, oh, by the way, Grotesque is our New York Comic Con exclusive. You can order them right now on HasbroToyShop.com. And then they did it again Wait, at Wayfair. They, they were like, hey. A convention this- exclusive also available online? Shocking. Well, let me explain that whole process, because you have to remember, like, here's the Hasbro collector for, like, 17 years sitting with you. So that's the new thing, is they've been shadow-dropping exclusives like that. But at the same time, like at San Diego Comic-Con, right? So with Bandai of America, how it's always worked after their first year, um, where it was just a cluster F of everything, that was the year of the dragon, the Tommy Morpher and the gold uh, Gosei Morpher. That was just kind of like, hey, anybody get in line? And then they're like, oh, God, that was a horrible idea. So what they do now is you go to San Diego Comic-Con, you stand in line, and you stand in line for like three or four hours, and then they come by, and they basically, you draw a ticket or something, and if you got this color ticket, congratulations, you're guaranteed the exclusive. If you didn't, sorry, you didn't get it, no matter what place in line you're in. And then on top of that, then you have to go you know, stand in line to buy it. Hasbro is pretty much like, hey, get in line. We produce 36,000 of this. Uh, <laughs> So they're exclusives for the most part, except for like the Star Wars stuff, uh, Magic the mm-hmm. Gathering. That stuff lasts literally all weekend, and they end up taking it home. And then like two or three weeks later, they throw all of it on Hasbro Toy Shop. Nice. Sweet. That's how Hasbro does their exclusives, and they do it for each brand. There's always something. Even G.I. Joe, which doesn't have a toy line anymore, still gets exclusives at San Diego. 
that then release at Hasbro Toy Shop and stuff like that. So, and they also partner with uh, Toys R Us a lot, although that might be changing, obviously. <laughs> um, but in the past, they would release exclusive at Toys R Us as well. Wow, I'm excited. Yeah, unheard also, of. Also, regarding but, Hasbro, I have two figures, female figures. Like I have Gamora and Nakia from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But like I've just been doing, like I've been going through the aisles and just looking at their female figures, and I'm pretty happy with their Marvel Legends figures and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the female. Rangers and maybe some of the uh, villains, the female villains. I uh, want female figures, female with, villain mm-hmm. figures specifically. So with Marvel Legends and even Star Wars Black, while they do yeah. use part swapping, where you know, oh, this person's got the same arms and this person has the same legs. For the most part, they're all sculpted individually and differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't usually get the females won't all have the same chest. Uh, let's put it out there because you look at the the Power Ranger figures we have now, and they're literally. For the most part, the exact same thing with slightly yeah. different sculpted arms and legs and helmets, depending on what series it is. That's not the same with Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black. It's usually, like I said, some part swapping here and there, like a forearm and a leg. But the head and the chest and stuff, they'll be completely unique to that figure. And that I like. So I'm yes. Like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and just looking at the Marvel Legends stuff beautifully painted a lot of accessories the build a figure it's not a robot it's an actual other character and i was just thinking because i was i did look at the new black panther ones and the actor's likeness for the faces that they have for these figures i'm just thinking wow they could do helmetless rangers just include the actor's head in there and swap off the helmet and there you go that'd be awesome yeah. I couldn't even if we got those. That would be amazing to have actual ranger faces that don't look weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another thing that was good about the Black Panther line too, is that the Black Panther figures they had to build a figure and it was a female figure that was right. able to be collected. It was a Koye, and I was like, That is awesome. So I love that too. Yeah. Female figures yeah. get me excited, so I was like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's why I'm excited about Hasbro. It's because They do the brands that they have justice, I think. When they get it right, they really do a good job. Right. Yeah. This is a little different, but I would love to see Hasbro do, like, a a really good Power Rangers tabletop game. Like, like a board game. That's not just like Power Rangers Monopoly. Like, a really good one. And I think there's there's a lot of... They have a good track record with that kind of stuff, too. Why can't they just make the Hyperforce game? They could, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if there's any weird, like, licensing stuff with it going through Hyper RPG. Like, that would right. be awesome. But even if they didn't, even if it's not necessarily an RP, like a tabletop RPG, if it was just, like, a good board game, like, it would, I mean, that kind of stuff is in right now. You guys do know that Hasbro owns Dungeons & Dragons, right? No, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So we That's could cool, get a legit, better. like, tabletop. You could, actually, you could legitimately get this now without having to jump through a bunch of hurdles. <laughs> That's fabulous. My son's excited. <laughs> I'm excited as, as him. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking as someone who Bye. does a bi-weekly tabletop session, yeah, a, a Power Rangers tabletop game, oh, I'm 100%. all over it. Zach, I'll Same be there here. every other weekend. <laughs> Twitch it. Come near me, I'll get a... Yeah, Twitch. Can we, can you, we, we do one uh, remotely. My husband yeah. used to do that. Like, we, we, you can do an RPG tabletop. Oh, yeah, there's... Um, yeah. There I've are, done there are, D&D over Skype before. It's not amazing, oh. but you can totally do it. It's entirely possible. I mean, and there are, are other programs. Uh, I think there's one on Steam called Fantasy Grounds, which is uh, basically a, a setup for playing D&D over the internet with, with people far away. So it's like... Yeah, one of my friends uses that, and he loves it. Yeah, I've been meaning to get it. I don't play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons, but could they use the same, like, 
basic rule set then and just base it off like a D&D style? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The the D20 system is very malleable. You can kind of craft any kind of... uh, The one I'm playing right now bi-weekly is I play a game called Starfinder, which is uh, based on Pathfinder, which was based on D&D. And it's a science fantasy setting, so it's like you've got lightsabers, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) laser swords, uh, you know. But that's the great thing about the D20 system is you could easily modify it to be like, oh, okay, here's here's a Power Rangers game. Here's well, a Kamen Rider game. Yeah. You don't even have to modify it because Hyperforce is just a D6 series. Yeah. That's yeah. all they use. So all you got to do is just literally talk to Malika, get the rules, and you're good to go. I want to play Hyperforce so badly. Make it happen, Hasbro. <laughs> Any more hopes or expectations that you guys have? Slightly bigger Megazords. Better roleplay accessories like the Morphers, a little bit more on the electronic side. Look at Yokai Watch and what Hasbro did with that, um, which Ooh, was yeah. more or less like literally the Bandai Japan stuff was pretty much just barely tweaked and brought over. Yeah, um, that was really awesome. cool. Um, so hopefully something like that. And then um, I just want to see what they do with some of the older stuff because everything from Operation Overdrive forward's been kind of crap as far as like the toys, mostly like the Megazords because that's when they started the whole Zord Builder thing. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're going to do anything like that because, if anything, I could see them doing like maybe their Transformers Combiner Wars ports. Maybe. That's right, Darren. But I, I want to see more. I want to see what they could do with the older stuff. Yeah. Maybe they can give us a better Legacy Tiger Zord or something, you know? Because the one we got in one mode's cool, in the second mode, you're like, huh, what? And the combined mode is just embarrassing. But. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Bob at Anime Redneck, he asks, uh, speaking of the Legacy line, in what way do you think Hasbro will reboot the Legacy line? Will we get a more focus on Megazords or Ranger teams? Megazords. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. I think you'll get not only combining Megazords as, like, I don't want to call it like the masterpiece line out of Transformers because that's that's solo chokogan more or less for mm-hmm. bandai japan but i could see them doing like your dx style and then on top of that maybe bring back those super articulated deluxe sized ones that don't transform that are just superposable i could see them doing that i just hope they don't do a complete rehash of every single item or you know the same mighty morphin stuff that we got like another megazord dragons or tigers or you know like I'd like to see things from different seasons. I feel like they're going to do that anyways, though. <laughs> like, we're yeah. going back to Mighty Morphin. Like, it's going to happen. I think if Hasbro was smart, yes, they're always going to have to start with Mighty Morphin at some point. Yeah. But I think, and I hope, that they would be smart enough to realize, and this is something I talked about with uh, John Green on our last episode, where I hope they're smart enough where they say, look, people have already bought this same type of stuff in the past five years they're not going to repurchase it no matter how good the quality may be again i mean maybe some people will but i hope that they remix more stuff into these initial waves alongside mighty morphin well the reason we were stuck with mighty morphin wasn't as far as i'm aware wasn't anything to do with saban or with toy it was all to do with bandai america and being afraid of producing a bust as opposed to a hot seller so with bandai japan no longer being the scary thing hovering over bandai america now it's just hasbro being like yeah we're hasbro you know we wipe our butts with money and i mean that in a a positive way because they're (laughs) successful because they know what they're doing they're just gonna be like hey let's gonna be determining on who's on the team who's designing this stuff developing this stuff because they're going to be the ones that push towards marketing to be like hey and that's a a big thing to remember too is hasbro is toy designing not just marketing bandai was more or less marketing 
Hasbro has marketing, but they also do toy design. So all you gotta do is get a designer that's like really into Power Rangers and being like, hey, you know what? I really thought uh, Lightspeed Rescue was an amazing season, and I love trains. Let's freaking do that one, you know? We can make it cool, and and you could get it. I go back to Transformers, because that's what I followed, obviously, for all my life. You get releases of figures out of left field just because the designer's like, yeah, I always thought he was cool back in, you know, 1989. So I decided to... (laughs) To redesign them now and bring them so you're getting characters you haven't seen in media or anything like that brought back for the first time ever and they make a cool figure out of it. You know, so that's definitely something you can see. And obviously Transformers, good guys, bad guys. So not just good guys, but bad guys too. So you could possibly get maybe more in like that Marvel Legends style. You could get, you know, maybe we can finally get a Goldar. Maybe we can get a a King Sphinx, maybe we can get an Ecliptor or a Darkonda or something cool like that. So many possibilities depending on A, what they do, and B, who's right. on the team and who's going to push for it. Because the easy way out is just to be like, yeah, Mighty Morphin, cool, whatever. So that's why I'm really eager to find out who at Hasbro's on both the marketing team and the designing team. And you can still do Mighty Morphin and give us stuff that we haven't seen. Like, give us a freaking decent Rita figure. Yes. Give us Scorpina. Give us Finster and Bo- and Babu and yeah, Squat. Give, give us the whole Bulk team. Skull. <laughs> you joke! I would totally buy like a, a Bulk and Skull figure. I would too, actually. Totally. <laughs> but I mean, I, I want to see things that we've never seen released before. Stuff, or you know, at least modern day versions of stuff. I want to see the villains. I want to see a, a good Lord Zed figure. Um, you know, that five inch figure was okay. You know, it wasn't anything great. Imagine like a cool six-inch style with the staff, uh, maybe a snake accessory, a couple different hands, maybe one head where the visor's glowing red versus one where it's not. You know, I mean, his Zed bombs. Well, yeah, it's all about creating a scene is how they do their toys, especially Marvel Legends. It's all about how can you create a cool scene. Whereas with Tamashi Nations, which I love to death, don't get me wrong, they're figure arts because, as you know, they do the same stuff Marvel Legends does, just figure art-wise. They're more about creating a cool pose. Which you can never replicate on your own with the bots. (laughs) Yeah, no, not without, like, six stands and some glue, but (laughs) somebody photographs you a couple times. But yeah, that's that's the thing, is is Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black is all about creating a scene, whereas, you know, before it's been about creating a pose. So Mm -hmm. sitting here just daydreaming about, as a 36-year-old, somehow managed to to find someone willing enough to give him a kid... um, fantasizing about all these cool toy purchases we can make in the future um it's just it's fun it makes you hopeful it makes you excited um and it's really hard to temper those expectations because there's a very good possibility especially for something coming out of the gate brand new to this which is hasbro you may not get a a legacy related item for the first year you may not right there's been talk and whispers and stuff saying like oh they're gonna they're gonna hold some sort of event or they're gonna invite fan sites and social media influencers out to some event to you know, gauge our interest and show us what they're doing. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if that's the case, you remember Hasbro development time is usually um, 12 to 16 months sometimes, meaning what they're doing now will be on shelves in 12 to 16 months. Although I guess there's a team that's now trying to do it in 90 days, but I don't know what they're working on. Like, I don't know, but that was their whole thing is to take it from design to on the store shelf in 90 days. Whoa! Yeah, they're they're trying to get really innovative. They they don't screw around. <laughs> and that's what I like about Hasbro. Just hearing some of the things like they take fan consideration more seriously. Well, look at like uh, they did a, a Hasbro Transformers fan poll on which versus set fans would want out of three of them. They did uh, that for Star Wars, where they did a, a mm-hmm. poll and and got suggestions. They're doing it now for Star Wars, where they're asking you to share your dream toy, more or less. 
with the team and by and what the disclaimer says by sharing this means you will not get credit nor will you get any kind of compensation if your idea is is chosen but it's more than we've gotten from bandai ever and i think right. that that's, leaves a lot of room for a fan base an older fan base like we are who has felt very scorned and very drained by getting what may uh, account to uh, legacy ranger keys which are just repacks of the keys that we bought 2 years ago right Going back to like earlier, a figure that I would love, something I would love to see Hasbro make, I would love to see an actual really good Rita Repulsa figure with her telescope and her staff actually done. I think that, you know, you're talking about making a scene. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine they made, you know, that, maybe a gold arm scorpion or something, and to be able to actually, like, you can make that moon base. I think that would be something that would be, that we haven't gotten before for any collector, but then, of course, it would appeal to the Mighty Morphin nostalgia also. But okay. with Hasbro okay. taking over, I am super excited. I, I, I already said I'm really spending so much money when Hasbro uh, <laughs> I've takes got some real is. I've got an idea. i got an idea. And okay. I, give, I give full permission uh, for anyone who might hear this to use my idea without credit <laughs> compensation. That's my legal disclaimer right there. <laughs> you know Hasbro likes to do themed versions of their San Diego Comic-Con? Like they released the Deadpool Marvel Legends pack that was uh, packed in a taco truck packaging. Oh my god. Imagine a Rita Repulsa trash dumpster, trash can packaging. <gasps> oh my god. Rita, Fabu, Finster, Goldar, like a five Oh, it could be like the size of the prop in the show, and you could fit all the figures into it. Yes. All the villain figures, so they could pop out like they did in the show. Oh, oh somebody get a can opener. We need a Where do really, I get my money? really large can opener. Take my money now, please. <laughs> Take oh, it. That'd be cool, though, like your packaging is, is Rita's dumpster or whatever, and inside is, uh, you know, Rita Repulsa with her staff and a telescope, Babu, Squat, Finster, and Goldar. Oh. You could get really crazy and put them in the RV from Zio. That would be funny. No! <laughs> that would be that would be the following year, and that would be yeah. dead. <laughs> and it would come with Personator, and it would come with you know. Yeah. Yes, Impersonator. I would die. I would buy that. Yes, I would. <laughs> it's like a freaking space Winnebago. Like. <laughs> Oh my god. We're dreaming because now we finally have hope that we're going to get good quality (laughs) stuff. And I'm serious, when this week of news... I felt like I needed to have a cigarette or something after all of this. I was like... (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I've never been so jazzed again. I'll be honest. With Ninja Steel going on, with Bandai, all the crap. Before this announcement, I was like, well, I got like one more year in me in the fandom. And now with this, I'm like, all right, bring on the next five years. Yeah. Yeah, We were joking. Like I was like, I'll see it Hascon next year, Eric. <laughs> I would want to go. Question no, this for another is like... time: Does does Hascon replace Power Morphicon? We'll debate that next time uh... on the next roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is kind of like how I've been saying for the longest time: like, get well soon, Power Rangers. This is it. This is the medicine they needed. Yeah, this is exciting. They just got their morphine. Uh... Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Sentai Five versus Draken at Sentai Five asks: Do you think Hasbro's going to make their own molds for the Zords? Or just take the Japanese mold and alter it to be more affordable. I think they're doing their own thing. I think yes and yes. Yeah, I hope yes and yes. Could be both. You never know. I think for the first year, I think they might do that. Again, look at Yokai Watch, because that's the only Mm -hmm. thing we have as far as Hasbro working with Bandai Japan. Um, Look at what they did with Yokai Watch. 
and use that as a basis to think how they might do something here. But I think some stuff they'll definitely redesign to make more sense here than it did over there. I can see them doing that at least for Beast uh, Morphers because that's kind of like they're out of the gate. We need to make something fast in the next year. So I can see them altering the Tokume Sentai Go Busters Megazords or whatever. But I hope that, because I heard that the clips on those are terrible and break. Let me, yeah. let, okay, I hope that they improve upon the Go Busters Mecha because I have what, Go Buster O, whatever it's called. It is awful. It's terrible because it is constantly <laughs> falling apart on my shelf. It's It's bad. It's bad. I'm just telling you. So yeah, they the, need the, to improve the mech was, was not well engineered at all. No. But I look at Go Busters, and the red Zord is essentially a triple changer. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're cool separately, but when you combine them together, they're 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 very mm-hmm. hard to keep together, and it's cool looking, but it's just it's complicated and they fall apart. So <laughs> I hope they improve. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And then, finally, on the Hasbro topic, Chris Yellow at KO35 at Mr. Yellow, he asked, what is your dream product for Power Rangers that seems more possible now that Hasbro is in charge? And we'll just go down the line, Chris. Dream product. I would like to see... Oh, man, this one's tough. There's so many products that have already come out that kind of fulfilled that <laughs> gap. So to Zeo speak. gold everything. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as Toys R Us doesn't shut down before April, I'm okay. But <laughs> I would say probably as far as something we haven't gotten yet, I would love to see a Marvel Legends or Star Wars Black styling. I would love to see some sort of replica or some sort of set for the command center. Yeah. I don't know how in the world you would even sell that or market that, but I look at like Star Wars Black. They had the the in-scale uh, TIE Fighter when uh, Force Awakens came out. Like a $200 like life-size to scale to the figure uh, TIE Fighter or whatever, TIE Bomber, something like that. They're doing that Hasbro Lab Jabba the Hutt's barge. Yeah, like I would love to see something like that. Maybe, uh, maybe a Serpentera like that. You know, maybe just a very large Serpentera that Lord Zed can at least fit in the cockpit. Maybe not to scale, because that would be (laughs) But, you know, something like that. You know, something... Because, I mean, like I said, it's hard to say, like, what's your dream product? Oh, the helmet. Well, I already got helmets. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the gold power. Yeah, we're already getting that. You know, so for me personally, it comes down to something cool figure-wise we haven't gotten before. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be something... I would, like I said, I would love to see. I guess that my dream product would be having trouble finding something on the shelf because it's hard to find because it's selling so well, not because of poor yeah. distribution. That's my dream product, right Good there. Point. There you Good go. point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the looking at the Marvel Legends figures and just seeing that style and, and seeing that translate to Power Rangers, um, there's just so many possibilities, especially with villain figures. Uh, we got some villain figures, but I mean, the paint job is is not so great on on the current ones, and mm-hmm. you know, the like, articulation. I, I see, yeah, articulation, especially on on some of them, and uh, I, I want to see stuff from like previous seasons. Like, I want a good like, you know, Ecliptor, Astronema. Like, I want those figures. I think mm-hmm. that would be awesome jay what about you uh building on what hassan said yeah like if i didn't emphasize this enough earlier the female figures are very important to me <laughs> but um i want to see yeah more female villain figures so like rita yeah. and uh we talk about this on the grid like all the time we definitely want to see astronomer and it would be amazing if she had interchanging heads with her different wig styles oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. that oh, would be <laughs> amazing like, uh, i would she, buy the hell out of that beautiful she so. had like 20 different hairstyles <laughs> I know, I know. 
<laughs> you can't buy expansion packs for it. San Diego Comic Con exclusive Corona and a purple in space jacket yes. thing. You know. Oh, yeah. sign me up. My credit card number is seven three. <laughs> <laughs> But any of the other, like Nadira, another Divatox, because the, the yeah. original Divatox is really expensive. So I have Uh-oh. her. She's really, she was, when I bought her, she was really expensive. But any of the female villains would be great. Zach, what's your dream product? Um, Kind of going off of figure-wise, I mean, I just would like good, show-accurate-sized sounds, morphers. Don't get me wrong, importing from Japan is, is fun and all, but also a little taxing on the wallet. So to be able to domestically buy show-accurate-sized morphers would be awesome. I'm kind of there with you because I'd love more than just the power <laughs> morpher yeah. and, and the Xeonizer. You could do like a Power Rangers morpher every three or four months with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Derek, what's your dream product? Dream product? Like, life-size replicas of all the monsters that I'm attracted to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe animatronic with, like, an AI? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would second the Morphers answer. And I don't know if Hasbro would have much of a say in this, but it will be cool to have, like, a really good console our, uh, Power Rangers video game. Like, a good one. Oh. Um and I know yes. like Hasbro has has roles in like making games, but I don't know if that would be in that case. But like either I know like the RPG that seems like it has a good story, but it's like something that isn't a mobile game, maybe that has is very story driven, has like maybe brings back some of the actors from the show to voice the characters. Like that would be really awesome. Do a Dragon Ball Z fighters or whatever. Dragon Ball yeah. Fighters. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Oh. oh wow. Liz dream product. Aside from the epic, uh... <laughs> aside from the epic reel, um, you know, I, I seriously, I do not buy mini toys. I'm not a toy collector. I usually look at them and I go, I can spend ten dollars on something better than this. So my dream product would be any product that I, I go to the store into the power intersection and I look at it and I go, holy crap, that's ten dollars. This is amazing. I'm gonna get this. I want to be able to buy a Megazord because a lot of times, like, I don't buy Megazord. I just, I'm like, the only thing I do with them is display them. And if I'm not happy with how they look, I'm not going to display them. And so for me, it would just be anything that actually makes me want to spend money on it is going to be an improvement, for at least for Hasbro. Maybe not for me. <laughs> But, I mean, they'll like it. But I have, I mean, I have a little girl. She'll be like two and a half. She'll be, she was trying to eat the head off of one of my Ranger keys today. So I got to get this girl some more, like, American, not imported toys to chew on. That's what the Imagine X line is for, but who knows how much longer that's going to last. But I love that line. Yeah, me too. For me, my dream product is just give me something, Shadow Ranger, please. Just anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imported all of those SP licenses from Japan, and the master license is awesome. The packaging was great. So, yeah, I'd love to see a really cool legacy-style type figure, and that'd be funny because you'd have, like, a swappable oversized doggy head or something. How does this fit? But I think it'd be cool. You could do like a two pack or maybe, you know, build his civilian form or or whatever. In the end, I just want products that I feel like anything's gonna be better at Bandai at this point. Don't get me wrong, Bandai has done some some good stuff. I mean, I'm still gonna get all the the Zeo stuff coming out, but I just want a company and I think 
we're going to get it through Hasbro that just respects the fan community, recognizes that there's more seasons than just Mighty Morphin, and can make fun, quality products. You bring Nerf into the mix, you could do replica SPD SWAT blasters or whatever in Nerf form. Every Power Ranger has a sidearm weapon. You could have like a whole bunch of them, just like a Nerf Power Rangers line. That'd be incredible. On that note, I have to bow out. I have to get my son ready for bed. Okay. Thanks for being on, Thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoyed talking about the uh, Beast Morphers and uh, answering the questions from Ranger Nation. Thanks, man. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 Well, now that he's gone, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Zio, Zio, Zio. But yeah, any more final thoughts on this whole Hasbro deal? I think like you mentioned earlier, Eric, this is the shot in the arm that the fandom needed to kind of get us over the slump of the poor quality from Bandai of America, Mm -hmm. the poor quality of, of the show. Like Getting this news is making me excited to see where the future of this franchise is going to go. Yeah, absolutely. I am completely down for all of this. And it really kicks off with the last big piece of news that came out of Toy Fair. We got Power Rangers Beast Morphers announcement. The 26th season of Power Rangers. And they had a whole little synopsis of what the season might consist of. Set in the future, a secret agency combines newly discovered substance called Morph X with animal DNA to create Power Rangers Beast Morphers team. The Rangers must fight off an evil sentient computer virus bent on taking over the source of all Ranger power, the Morphin Grid itself. Featuring never-before-seen leather suits and all-new Beast-themed arsenal, including dynamic new Zords, fans should get ready for a season full of secret ops and more phenomenal fun. Literally everything about that is, like, fantastic. When I first read that, I thought it was just, like, a fake fan-made thing, because it just didn't... (laughs) It's awesome. It's too good to be true, almost. (laughs) Right, right. When I read this, I was like, instantly, as soon as they said leather suits, I'm like... Oh my god, we're getting freaking Go Busters. <laughs> Who's that? Crazy. Yeah. Nobody I, saw that coming. Yeah. No. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh yeah, Q Rangers got this in the bag, and then it's like, what? <laughs> well, it's funny too, is like there were threads about it on forums where everyone's like, oh well, yeah, it's gotta be Q Ranger, because Bandai of America had influence on what Bandai of Japan did for the toy line, and everyone just <laughs> Got the rug pulled out from under them, like, uh, okay? Well, then there was that fake-out on Nickelodeon's Twitter when they shared that Den of Geek article that used the Key Ranger image, and then it's like, oh, I guess that's an announcement. Nope. Also, Chameleon Green is in one of those Boom Comics images, so... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Everyone was expecting Key Ranger to come next, and then... It makes you wonder if that was a plan at one point, and then this only changed when when they decided... When Hasbro. Hasbro, yeah. Yeah, I think Hasbro was like, wait, you have a season full of cool spy gear that we could sell to kids. And like 50 (laughs) different Rangers in Q-Ranger, and they're probably like, okay, that's a little too much. Out the gate, for sure. Go Busters has five Rangers. And this is funny, because when Disney got Ninja Storm, we started out with three Rangers. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So now we we have another show kicking off kind of a new era here, and 
we have three rangers. I think that's going to make the story mm-hmm. and characters a lot tighter. There's never been a, a bad season that started out with three rangers. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> and just the fact that there's hey, an evil sentient computer virus. Gee, I've never heard of that before in Power Rangers. <laughs> like, so the possibilities are there for an RPM connection, but people brought up Chip Lynn's tweets from the past, and I don't know. So we kind of have to hold on to hope because I think we're still getting the same creative team that's you know, gave us Victor and Monty. Yeah. <laughs> See, my thing is, like, I feel like knowing what we know now with all the changeover... We know that, you know, obviously, whoever runs the toys does still have a say, like, creatively in one way or another. Like, I remember what what you talked about, Eric, one of the times that I was on with, like, how they had to push up, like, the Lionfire Megazord in order to have it out as the toy in time for Christmas. So it kind of was in the storyline a lot earlier than it was in Ninager. So, obviously, the toy company is going to have influences. Like, that's obvious. But I wonder now, they were going through a lot, they had to be going through a lot of strife during the Neo Saban era to have made this major change. And I feel like maybe now it's kind of becoming clear that maybe what we've been getting, like, on the show, we've been getting, it's maybe like a too many cooks kind of thing where, like, everyone was trying to figure out how to solve their problems with the movie failing and maybe the toy line was going wrong. And so I'm wondering maybe there was too many hands in it at the time, and that's why we kind of have gotten this very bland, like, the most generic, broadest humor, lowest common denominator kind of thing, mm-hmm. because cause there's been so much, like, pressure from it. And then having, like, this new beginning with Hasbro, I feel like it's going to be starting fresh, like, on the creative side, too, even if it's the same writers, you know? Like, they might be able to have a little sure. bit of free, more freedom. And you bring up a good point, because there was a couple interviews that were hinted that Yeah, because they were banking on the movie to be successful. They went a little bit more serious with the movie and just included some jokes just to kind of line things up for kids. But then the show took such a 180 and went over the top with the humor to appeal to the kids. And I get it. They're trying to separate the audiences. But all I know is I look at past seasons like In Space, which was a Chiplin thing. And again, I'm not doing the whole Chiplin is God or whatever, but look, we know he can pull epic creative seasons from his mind. In Space wasn't a fluke. Sure, it had some clunker episodes here and there, but overall, it told an overarching story with some definite stakes. I mean, Countdown to Destruction is hands down one of the greatest season finales, and that was supposed to end the franchise. Yeah, exactly. With that story. So when I see things like them mentioning the Morphin Grid and secret agencies and new substances and DNA and animals and and tech, to me, all the best like Power Ranger seasons are tech-based. And like yeah. SPD, Lightspeed Rescue, RPM, when you have scientists and it's not just that high school setting. Yeah, that'll be right. nice and refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that alone, I mean, just the, the concept behind it really makes it seem like, it, you know, they're changing things up. Typical high school setting, that sort of thing. So obviously I'm, I'm cautious because of the same writing team, but at least I feel like just with all the changes, even with just the toys in general, that's kind of just made me more excited and optimistic about the franchise as a whole as well. Um, because I feel like if, if these changes are being made with, with Saban brands, you know, probably realizing that Bandai wasn't doing well and so we got to bring in Hasbro, well, then maybe they're realizing that, you know, the Ninja Steel wasn't so great and maybe they're going to try and put in some changes there as well. So, you know, I feel like um, 
there, there's potential at least to get something mm-hmm. interesting out of this. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm trying not to hype myself up too much because I sure. just I don't want to get like super disappointed when it finally comes out, you know. Sure. It's it's really hard because this description is really really good and like there's nothing, you know, bad about it. I could feel like yeah, no, I know what you mean, but I tend to side more with like writing staff on things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I really do feel like a lot of the issues, like you can argue that, you know, if you're really good writers, you can you can write beyond any kind of network notes or whatever, but I feel like the way that things have gone and progressed since Dino Charge up till now, it just really seems like people have kind of been tightening down and trying to do too many different things. There's always been like a kernel of something good in it, and it's just never been Mm. kind of allowed to expand, you know? So I'm hoping that'll change. (laughs) Yeah, and just the fact that they've gone back to like a six, seven-year-old Sentai is mind-blowing to me. A a season that they skipped because of Bandai, because of a toy decision, and now we're going all the way back, and I'm like... Man, what are the condition of the suits? Like, what's going on? So, I'm excited because it totally opens up the possibilities. You know, Bandai saying, oh, well, no kids know about trains. Well, screw you, because we might get (laughs) Tokyujer season. There's all these possibilities, and it seems like what was once off the table is now back on again. And that's exciting. I, I think it's great that whenever they said, they're going back to go busters. You have to think how much faith do they have and what they can do in the show they can produce that they're going back that far because mm-hmm. they had, a, they have so many Rangers, you know, if they went with Q Ranger or even if, you know, with the beast Morphers, they could have went with Chiroger and that was a newer thing. But the fact that they're going that far back, I have almost more faith in it. Mm-hmm. Because why would they go that far back yeah. unless they really thought they could do something amazing? Yeah. And I am, uh, I am just so on board with it. Uh, the, the hype is real. I'm not yeah. fan of Go Busters. The hype is real. I also think that they could just be like, "Hey, why are we wasting all of the Sentai footage? They, we, they <laughs> right. could get go back to Go Busters, and then, like we said, yeah, that opens the door for Juoger, and it opens the door for Tokuger, and it opens the door for Q Ranger later on too. So, yeah. and that's great. I, I mean, because I want Q Ranger, I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 I totally want Q Ranger. I collected all those mech. I've got all those Kutama. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I want to see that in Power Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just need started collecting the Kutama. Yeah, so for me it's like it's so amazing and here's something I thought about, you know, when when I was visiting Chris in in Colorado and we we're just watching clips of stuff and remember the Gobusters were in that movie with the the Kurugers and the crossover with the Jew Rangers and the Abba Rangers. Remember they were in that movie with Enter. So I'm like, okay, now we have a chance to use the epic crossover footage that we never got in Dino Charge. <laughs> and you could do it. And you could bring back the past actors. Like you could do all of that. I mean, maybe not ASJ, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Cardenas. Yeah, he's making it rocky. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so excited because we have no idea where this is gonna go until 2019 but i'm like man there's just there's so much that we have to look forward to and yeah parts of it may be a disappointment but 
at least it's a change from what we're used to at like 10 years at this point. Totally. And this has been such, like, this is such a weird move that it has to be very deliberate. And if it is very deliberate, that implies that they have a pretty good plan or they have a plan about it. Like they're not just mm-hmm. going for whatever and grab, you know, like they <laughs> kind of have been doing. <laughs> All right. So we got some questions. Juan Carlos Sanchez at Orange SPD Ranger says, well, having uh, three main rangers on the show mean a better show and will hasbro have any say on beast morphers i think they already have a say on beast morphers like i said before i think having three rangers to start out with and five overall in the team i think there's really a good chance it will see like tighter characterization and better stories because you're not focusing like on dino charges case of like 12, 13 different characters. The last season that did the three, then five was Dino Thunder, and that went great, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, you even think about, uh, even Dino Charge, the premiere, they didn't introduce everybody right away, too. They yes. even kind of eased into it. And yeah. so, I mean, even just having three, you know, on this show, I mean, I think it, they can kind of take their time with it and explore the characters more. And I still love Dino Charge. That first season, yeah. that, that first <laughs> couple episodes, and really kick things off and that felt just such a refreshing change from uh the previous season with megaforce so it was dino supercharged that was the epic train wreck but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think having a team of three rangers to start out with i think that's going to be uh pretty cool common ranger bat ass hasbro has experience with making toy commercial shows or more specifically shows around an existing toy line do you think they'll have any creative input on the show? I think they already do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Solomon D at Sullyman underscore D said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much faith in Beast Morphers in terms of the show's writing? Do you think that we'll finally get past the kindergarten <laughs> writing level quality? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the plot seems kind of serious, so... Yeah, and that's that's basically what we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we have the same writing staff, but they've shown good things, or at least, like, Chip has shown good things in the past. I feel like as long as they have some creative freedom, I think... I think we can be getting in for a good season. The last thing I want to see on Beast Morphers is, like, some stupid lab assistant who's like, I just ate a burrito! And it's Uh. like... Dude, you're in and a he creates the substance Morph X. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. 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 And then you find me dead the next day. <laughs> God. Can't do it anymore. I can't do it. If we get a comic relief character, at least give him, like, character development. Make him not pointless. And we've had that in Power Rangers before. Like, yep. boom. Great character. Yeah, he yeah. was there for jokes and stuff, but... You know, at least he had a heart and actual storytelling. <laughs> Kelsey Henderson is a guy national treasure. And that <laughs> yeah, that's he is. To be in the Power Ranger, the, the seasons he has made better by just being in it. Like Ninja Steel, he is the redeeming factor. Yeah, I actually, it, There's a Ranger one called Fame that man needs to be in it. Oh, yeah. I actually enjoy Mick in Ninja Steel. He's great. I do. I do. I yeah, do awesome. too. Thank you, Kelsey Henderson. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm a big defender of him. And that, not like anybody was attacking him, but I'm just like, if someone talks about him, I'm just like, Lord help me. 
this man needs more respect from the ranger community than he gets. He needs to be praised from the mountaintops. Yeah, it would be cool if he comes back again, like play another character, oh. like he did for the Disney seasons. Yes, please. Yeah, like I mean, come on. He he has experience with the makeup. He has experience with all these different characters. Where if you weren't an informed fan, you would think they're all different, played by different people. Oh yeah. And so that's his versatility. And whoa, I just hit my cabinet. I'm super excited, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I would love it if he came back for Beast Morphers. Hell yeah! Oh my god, he could even voice one of the Buddy Roids if they do. That yes. thing? I was just thinking, like, what if great. they make him whatever the American equivalent of Jay is, and he gets to be a ranger as well. Oh, oh man. So many possibilities. <laughs> so many, so many. Noah Bowden asked, at what point do you think they'll fire the current writing staff before they start filming Beast Morphers? We know Chip is sticking around. I don't think they're going to fire the current staff because, you know, they still have those grants from New Zealand. And, you know, yeah. I, I think we're kind of stuck with what we got. In, unless Hasbro's like, whoa, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and then they step I, in. I, I Who knows? really hope Hasbro comes in and is like, guys, seriously, with the fart humor, knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I don't watch a lot of Transformers stuff, but is there like fart stuff going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of is the pee joke from the first movie when Bumblebee pees on John DeTuro. There was yeah. an episode in Beast Wars that was all about, like, farting. Well, no, that the very end of it, the climax of it, hinged on Rhinox farting. That's the only thing that I can remember. Okay. But that was also, like, in 1996, so... It's yeah. Really <laughs> I've said this on Twitter before. I think Beast Morphers is going to be a tight one-year show to, like, kind of ease Hasbro into it and test the waters with the toy line. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I agree. All right, now we got some questions from Ranger Nation. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam asks, if the Boom comics were to be adapted, what would you like most to see and what would be the most realistic? Either a standalone animated kind of like a, a direct-to-video movie in 70 to 90 minutes, an animated series, an Arrowverse-esque TV show, reference material for a Hollywood film, or something not listed. I would like to see an animated series. That would be amazing. Yeah, an animated series would be fantastic for the, the classic MMPR property. I feel like the most likely might be like a standalone, like standalone movies, because DC has been doing that for like ten years mm-hmm. with their their directed DVD line. That's been doing well, and I feel like that would be pretty conducive because I feel like those are a little easier to make than like a consistent, long running animated show. That'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say, I imagine like, like imagine like a shattered grid movie or something, oh, like, yeah. oh. epic, you know. And and yeah. from what Chris was saying earlier, it sounds like Toei doesn't really like the, the animated stuff, but if they were to, maybe they'd be more willing to do like a shorter movie versus a whole series or something, you know. Well, yeah. I'm curious if Toei's hesitation about doing an animated run of this show is simply for the current stuff, or if they. Could be like, ah, oh, yeah, go back to, to you know, G Ranger. That's fine. We don't care about that because it's old and nobody cares about that. I think if they pitched it right to Toei and said, look, we hear some sketches. We want to include multiple Ranger teams. We want to do like a legendary style thing, but it's only a one shot. Can we do it? I would think that they could push it. And Toei has their own animation studio, so 
They could keep it in house if they wanted to. Oh yeah. There, there's a lot of anime that comes from from Toei as well. It's not like they don't have <laughs> an animation studio on, of their own. I think they, that would be really successful. And I think for me, keeping the Boom comics like that look, that stylistic look from the artists, couldn't only be done in an animated version. I agree. I would love to to be able to sit down and pop in an hour and a half shattered grid animation which is because if we're talking about the comics yeah i I imagine that with the the actual story itself i could see an arrowverse as tv show just because there is i think there's enough to stand alone to actually make something as a series Mm -hmm. yeah i i would lose my mind completely I just want anything Power Rangers now with this new deal. Because it, it feels like sky's the limits on this stuff. Yeah, totally. And then uh, he also asks, how likely do you think that we'll see the comics, either Mighty Morphin or Go-Go, adapted to another medium at some point in the future? There seems to be great interest in the fandom, but do you think it could fly on a wider scale? I think so. I think the stories are accessible enough. I think that the comics themselves ha- lend pretty well to a wider audience. An adaptation, though, to a different medium? I don't know about that so much. I, I think sticking to comics is probably their best bet for now. I think toys could sell. I mean, if we're, depending on how well or Drax and well, stuff. I mean, yeah. TMC, but I think if they were to try to expand... I mean, I don't really know what other... Not a medium as in a, a TV show or a movie, but as in maybe a physical product. I think it could be moved to maybe like merchandising or something like that would potentially have something. Oh, what if they did? What if Hasbro did like a shattered grid line of legacy figures? Like oh, no. battle damage versions of the Rangers as they appeared in the comics? Uh, I, yes. I mean, I have no idea the what centuries. they're planning. I want yeah, oh my god, yeah. the sentries! I want, oh, a, I want a transforming green Zeo sentry that's half tank oh. and half ranger. Uh, awesome. They could pull it off, too. Oh, they so could. I, I almost forgot about the sentries, but yeah, we could... <laughs> and and they, could do, they could do two packs, like... And you could buy a bunch of different packs and have a whole ton of sentries to fight the rangers. Oh, that's so cool. I, I keep thinking about the, the samurai blue like ninja guys with the sword arms, and I'm like, that's so cool, because Kevin was crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see no lie. Yeah. <laughs> Inlothian at Judith Damon asked, uh, two things I'm hoping for concerning Power Rangers. One, Beast Morphers should pick up the RPM Vengex virus storyline. The source material would be perfect for it. And I agree. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, especially the way RPM ended with like, oh, look, Vengex survived inside the broken morpher. Dun, dun, dun. You could, they were setting up for some kind of sequel, and like, you could easily, with the source material of Go Busters, just make it, you know, a continuation of that story if they wanted to. And 2019 yeah. would be the 10th anniversary of RPM. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So 10 years later, we get a sequel to RPM? That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty crazy, yeah. That'd be crazy. <laughs> it, it's too good. We won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
damn it! <laughs> Hyperforce Rangers should make an appearance in Shatter Grid comics, likely or not. What do you think? I need this in my life. It would be yeah. cool, but didn't they confirm that it's not going to happen? Yeah, I yeah, think Kyle Higgins Peter. said this. Yeah, Kyle Higgins himself was like, yeah, sorry guys, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I agree that it would be cool, but unfortunately we know that Kyle Higgins has made the statement that, sorry, it's not going to happen. But that could be like a wink, and then they completely surprise us. That would be cool. I, I wish. That would be nice. I don't know that he said that it wouldn't, because I know at first he didn't know what Hyperforce was or anything, right. uh, but then he recently tweeted something out, I think, that was like, um, I forget what it was exactly, but he recently tweeted something out about, oh, somebody did like a fan cover of uh, yes. Hyperforce in uh, Shattered Grid or something, like the helmet mm-hmm. being crushed or something, and he tweeted something out with the, like, I forget what it was, but it was kind of like, hmm, or like... Oh, yeah, he said, cool, this or... is bad Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, they're not done with Shattered Grid. They're still writing the thing. So yeah. I'm sure there's a way to sneak them in towards the end of it. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be in a, in a background shot somewhere or something. Yeah. One frame in the background. One, one <laughs> Just waving. Frame. Just there, like, Chloe's reaching it. for a burrito, and, like, <laughs> one of them's trying to silence her, and then, like, that's it. That that would be enough for me. I'd be happy. Yeah. Look, I'm all for more Ranger love. Like, get all the Rangers ever that's ever existed into this thing. They almost did that with the cover, so... <laughs> I, I hope we get it. Ryan Permazen asked, when are we going to hear any news on Power Rangers 2 from Lionsgate? Oh. Oh. I know the film didn't do so well at the box office, but it did really well in the home video market. Fans deserve a Power Rangers sequel. Will they ever give us a sequel, or is this new franchise over before it even started? Oh, God, that's so sad. Uh, Ryan, buddy. Oh, Ryan. Listen, you gotta, you gotta sit down for a second. Man. Like, <laughs> oh, honey. You gotta talk. Uh, you know, I just... I don't know. I don't know about this one. I think... Uh, yeah. I mean, if you carry the ideals of the Power Rangers team in your heart, <laughs> there will always be a sequel. <laughs> Ryan, you are Tommy. You are the new Green Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just every day that passes that the chance yeah. of this happening gets less and less, yeah. unfortunately. And I think Chris hit the nail on the head earlier in the show yeah. when he mentioned that, you know, with the new Hasbro deal and everything, like, the idea of getting a sequel is pretty much dead. And it won't be with Lionsgate, because Hasbro is working with Paramount, so yeah. Yeah. already there's studio conflict right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sorry, well, Ryan. <laughs> but hey, playing the optimist, I mean, who the hell thought we were going to get GoBusters? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm not going to deny Valid. anything at this point. <laughs> Valid. Anything could happen at this point. <laughs> Valid point, Jay. Valid point. We'll announce tomorrow. <laughs> and then just uh, some, some random question from Tyler Oakley. Who would win a fight? Warrior Commander versus Gold Ranger versus Beetleborgs Metallics, versus Dragon Knight, versus Tierna Nog Knights. All of them. They all win at some point. <laughs> sure. I'll say Gold Ranger for Chris. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mystic Knights on this I one. was going to say, my money's on the Mystic Knights. <laughs> yeah. They're trained for battle, and Beetleborgs are kids. And... Yeah, that would have been my vote, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
I love me some Mystic Knights of Tirano. Love them. Yes. <laughs> uh, 100%. So, uh, a- any more things you guys want to talk about before we start wrapping this up? I hope Hasbro is kind on my wallet, because Lord knows <laughs> importing all my uh, Toku toys has not been. They, they won't. They won't be. <laughs> they won't be. <laughs> no, they definitely will not be. But, I mean, hey, at least maybe I won't have to pay import fees. I'll just pay for higher quality products than I've been getting with Bandai of America. Yeah, the future is bright. It's really bright. Looking good. I'm excited. I'm super excited. So we'll just uh, go through everyone's plug in their stuff. So Hassan, where can people find you online? So I'm on Twitter um, at uh, HassanM120 and then on YouTube at YouTube.com slash The World of Ha. Zach? I'm all over the internets. Uh, at Zach LaVoy <laughs> on Twitter. You can catch me in an episode of the SETI Alpha 3 podcast where I talk about escape rooms for making a Star Trek escape room. I'm very excited for that one. <laughs> Liz, how about you? I am at Gokai Ranger on Twitter and Instagram, Ranger underscore Liz. And YouTube, I am Ranger Liz. Derek? You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. And also plug, I have a new coloring book coming out that's actually going to come be for sale the day that this podcast airs on Saturday. It does have a couple what? of Power Rangers references in it, so that is a relevant plug. Um, it's called Monsters Adulting. It's available ex- exclusively on Amazon. You just search Monsters Adulting, it'll come up, or you can find the link on my Twitter. Can I pre-order it now? You cannot pre-order it, unfortunately, the way that it works. <laughs> I know! I know! <laughs> Well, I'll be looking for that on Saturday for sure. Fabulous. Yep. I will tweet about it as soon as it happens, and I'll be very nervous when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Jay, thank you so much for being on Ranger Command, and we're definitely going to have you back on. Oh, thanks for having me. So, plug away uh, the awesomeness of uh, Morphin Legacy. Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Morphin Legacy, and also you should visit MorphinLegacy.com and visit our legacy databases. I'm very proud of them, thanks to Shadow Ray 22. We have information on every single season of Power Rangers. They're huge. Check them out. So, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun, and Ranger Nation... Let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and rangercommandpowerhour on Facebook and Instagram, all one word. Check us out there. And until next time, we'll see you guys later, and thanks for joining us on the Ranger Roundtable. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having Until next time. News Team Assemble! (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks.